Welcome into your podcast, folks. I'm Chad, of course. We're with Wiz. It's been a few weeks. We missed you. Hopefully, you guys are still tuned in. Hopefully, you didn't think we forgot about you. How's everything going, Wiz? Oh, man, it's going great. What's popping, people? Great to be back. Um, it's been a little little too long. You know, uh, I dreamt about you guys. Not going to lie. I definitely missed uh, sitting here chopping it up with Chad and giving you all some content to enjoy throughout your day. Oh, yeah. And so you were just in Europe. We got to talk about that. That's crazy. I've never, never been out there. So it must have been a lot of fun. Where'd you go? What'd you do? For sure. So um, just for the listeners, a little context, the reason we've been MIA, honestly, I was up in wine drunk for about three weeks in Europe, <laughs> um, you know, post bar vacation. So I started off in Barcelona. I was there for a little over a week and then I sent it over to Rome. I was there for about a week, and then I spent a few days in the Amalfi Coast, which was fire. Yeah. Yeah, so um, definitely got a great experience going. Uh, definitely tried to – I'm a big history nerd, so saw a lot of historical sites um, in Barcelona. I went to La Sagrada Familia, you know, uh, Park Güell, all the typical touristy stuff. Um, and But mainly just, like, I'm a big foodie, too. Mm-hmm. So ate at a couple Michelin star restaurants in Barcelona, tried to, you know – Get, get a taste of the city, hit the beach, you know, got a tan, you mm-hmm. know, living in San Francisco, you don't get a lot of sun. So I was like, whoa, what is this? What is this bright yeah. thing? In the saw more, like, saw more sun in the three weeks you were there than the whole year in SF, right? Absolutely. The whole three years. Jeez, yeah. it, was, it was fucking great. But um, yeah, no, it was awesome. I was go to the Vatican um, and then took a boat tour around the Amalfi Coast. It was dope. So I cannot complain. It was one of the best trips of my life. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, me, on the other hand, I was busy, but I was I was here still. So I was doing our team has started. So the hat tricks, the team I work for, we are well underway. Sorry, I'm having some mic issues here. Well underway. Our season started. We just went on a road trip. I didn't go. I shouldn't say we, but just got back from a road trip from Minnesota. We have the professional team starting up here soon. I just took a business call. Wiz was listening. It was a big, big business guy on the phone. Big so uh, he owned hotels, but profits, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> always fun, always fun. Um, and yeah, just, it's been, it's been busy. We, we start up this week is our first real week of solid games. And then I think we made the, uh, me and my roommate made a, a, uh, a uh, clock or what, what's the word for a calendar? Goodness mm-hmm. made a calendar of every game. We have to do home and away. And it is brutal. There is no time off. And the, the, the two times I have more than a week off, I'm coming to California. So exactly. it should be fun. Bought my flights to come back for Thanksgiving, Bought my flights to come back for Christmas, Christmas, I'll come back for two and a half weeks. So that should be nice. And, and we might uh, get a, uh, your podcast live. Let's get it. Let's go. Um, but I'm excited for this season to get fully underway for sure. So um, that should be a good time. And yeah, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff this week. We're going to talk about vaccines and NBA players. Cause that's wild. We're going to talk about um, some travel. Obviously we're going to talk about, cause we have a, I feel pretty different travel experiences because I've seen an ice rink basically in every city in America, but um, I've traveled with sports. So I've done kind of the road trip route, most of it, but I've been to. Yeah. Pretty pretty fulfilling. You see like the whole landscape of America. I have a, I have a, you can see it in part of my video. I have a map on the wall of everywhere I've been and there's only six States left that I haven't been to most of which I'm going to go to it's all in new England. So most of which I'm going to go to on the way back or the way when I'm here, but yeah, so I've seen most of America only been out of the country once though. So, you know, I haven't done a lot of international travel. We're going to end up drafting. As you guys know, we're drafting the worst parts about travel, the five worst things about travel. This one's fun. There's a lot of ways to go on this, which is funny because I love it because one of your best parts of traveling that you mentioned is one of mine that I don't like. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, kind of what goes on there but let's get into it with the nba with the nfl all the all the different vaccination stuff happening and also just the nfl season because we haven't talked really since it started first off how's your fantasy team doing oh my fantasy teams are dog shit so the problem was <laughs> all my fantasy drafts everybody decided to have it when i was on a nine hour time difference which is so great yeah. thanks guys shout out to all the homies in my all my leagues it's 
I really appreciate it. So a lot of auto drafts. <laughs> so my fantasy teams are not doing too hot, which is, you know, it's okay. That usually I'm pretty good in fantasy. I've won a couple leagues. This league I'm in, I've won three of the last four years. Not to flex, but you know, I get it. They had to collude against me, and mm-hmm. that's fine. I'll take an L one year. Did you ever watch the league? Oh, absolutely. That show. That show is way underrated. That's such a funny show. It's so um, relatable too. Everybody it is. has the characters in there. There's a there's a trope in every fantasy league. And I get it. It's it's only it's a very like hetero male football. Like it's if you don't play fantasy football, I don't think you would find it funny. But it is very funny if you play fantasy football. <laughs> and then the girl, the the female character is my favorite because they sprinkle in like the perfect amount of like you know shitting on the dudes for how dumb they are, but also like you know yeah participating in the fun. What isn't is Sofia Vergara in that? Is that no? What's her name? Ruxin's wife. Oh gosh. she's famous. I don't remember her name. Whatever though, it's Nick Kroll. Maybe, Nick Kroll. No, it's not Zoe. Uh, Nick Kroll is in it. He's one of the main. He's funny. The guy who made the joke about nine eleven, who he shouldn't have. He's in it too, and then a whole bunch of guys. But anyways, um, yeah, my fantasy team's two and one. Got lucky this week, but I've been getting unlucky too. My receivers have had like seven combined points for the previous three weeks, so it's just. And I have Tyree Kill, so I really don't understand what's happening. So but, what's, um, your, uh, what's your roster? For, like your favorite team that oh, you have, what's your roster? So I only have I, – I stopped playing multiple teams because mm-hmm. I had one one playoff weekend where I needed a guy to get equal points in both leagues to win and lose. Mm-hmm. So like, I needed 15 to win in one and 17 to lose in the other, and I'm like, I just can't. This is too much. Yeah, but exactly. my team ended up being pretty ridiculous in terms of everyone is worried about running backs, and I have every running back in the NFL somehow. Um, so we run two quarterbacks, two flexes, two wide receivers, tight end. So it's a shotgun with two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I got Burrow and Winston at quarterback Camara and Mixon at my RB one and two. Jeez. Then I have Tyreek Hill, Marquise Brown, uh, Kyle Pitts, Miles Sanders. And then this week I drafted or I picked up uh, Dalvin Cook's backup. Oh, Ma- Alexander Madison. Yeah, Madison. And then on the bench, I have Mike Davis, Sony Michelle. Uh, Tyler Boyd, AJ Dillon, and Tyson Williams. Wow! So I have every running back in the league. Yeah, not only do you have all the good running backs who are actually doing stuff, you have all the ones with potential. It's like breakout. Yeah, that is well, and, I mean, being being cynical, if anyone gets hurt, I have their backup almost exactly. certainly. <laughs> so, form, so you're getting it, something good back. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's my squad. Kyle Pitts has done nothing, which we talked about Kyle Pitts before. I hope I, I, he's going to break out. He's too good. He's got to break he, out. He's amazing. I just I don't understand why they don't throw him the ball. Like what the Falcons are the worst team in football too. I think we can say that they're they're awful. They're going to be so bad. Although shout out to the Lions figuring out a different way to lose every week. You lost on a 66 yard field goal. That's tough. That was off the upright. You know, for the for the fans out there that didn't get to see the Lions Ravens game, you know, Lions they played scrappy as all hell. Um, Dan Metallica, Dan Campbell, their coach is a fucking lunatic. I love him. Yeah. It's hilarious. But Justin Tucker broke the record for the longest field goal in NFL history as a walk off to end the game to win the game, and it hit the bottom of the field goal post and bounced in. It was absolutely insane. Like I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, I mean the only the obvious the obvious uh, is the double doink. That's the only yeah. real comparison, and that was to miss. Exactly. But yeah, I mean the Lions, man. <laughs> the amount of things that have happened to the Lions, I would feel bad because it's almost like they have a they have a dynasty in another sport, so the Lions can just never win. But they don't. Like they're exactly. not good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Red Wings are going to win like ten Stanley Cups in the next fifteen years, but oh, they won't good. win. They're they're re- they're not good now, but they have. Like the number one, two, and three ranked prospect pool in the in the NHL, they're so nasty. They're yeah. deep. They're going to be good, and they have Steve Eiserman running it, who's, I mean, he was captain of the Red Wings for like a hundred years, and he was part of probably the most dominant team ever. In I forget what year it was. They had like twelve Hall of Famers or something on this team, though. Yeah, fun times. Those those Red Wings teams from the early two thousands were absolutely unstoppable, but. Yeah, so that's getting a little off track, but the lines look good. Um, they I, they look like they should be two and one. To be honest, the, they really they, should. They could have beat the Niners. the The Niners, I think that the Niners almost lost that game. I think that lines. Yeah, yeah. The, well, and the Niners just their issue. They have no cornerbacks. They're taking cornerbacks off the street right now. Yeah, everybody's getting hurt. 
Yeah, I remember them because that that loss on Monday night was or Sunday night was tough because yeah. it's just because you're like, okay, let's not let Devontae Adams beat us. And then they go to Devontae twice on that drive. You're like, how yeah. do you not have someone on that man? What are we doing? But yeah, I mean, I guess at some point, you know, it's like, do you double team him and leave everyone else open? Mm-hmm. So they probably were like, let's just play it safe. And I mean, he's going to beat you. It's yeah. Well, and we have, we have, you know, checkers from seven 11 guarding him. So <laughs> the, you know, we, I think we had an outside linebacker one-on-one with him at one point. I mean, cause Josh Norman took a cleat to the chest or something. And then everybody went out and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we had no one. Actually I say we, but all of a sudden the Niners have no one. I'm still happy with it. I mean, two and one, you lose to the Packers. Packers will choke in the playoffs, but Every time. Every time. But, yeah, it's been fun. There hasn't been a lot of surprises. I mean, the Chiefs are one and two, but they lost two close games. Yeah, they, they lost in the most Chiefs fashion. Where, like, they were in control the whole time. And it was like a fumble. It was like yeah. you know, Mahomes throwing like a no-look pick. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, nobody's really worried about the Chiefs, even though it's popular, too, because they're like, oh, the Chiefs are in last place. But I would not worry about the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Andy Reid for being okay, too. Scary. You don't, you don't want – Andy Reid has to live forever. You can't see, you don't want to see a big guy go down like that. Yeah. Andy Reid's so usually guy. don't get back up. Yeah. But um, he is obviously going to be, I mean, the Chiefs are going to be fine. I don't think anyone's thinking the Chiefs are going to have a hard time figuring this out. They have the best offense in the league. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Jones looked pretty good. And then everyone remembered he was a rookie. Uh, none of these quarterbacks are that good. They, yeah. They've all been struggling, really. Yeah. I mean, Either. Trey Lance looks okay, but it's only because he plays four plays a game. Yeah, like he comes in for a little pop plays, you know, do get a little mm-hmm. something spicy going on, but nothing crazy. But, God, I feel bad for Justin Fields. Have you ever felt worse for an athlete than for Justin Fields right now? No. How about Matt Nagy, too, coming out off the top rope saying he's either going to start Dalton, him, or Nick Foles? What is Matt Nagy? Matt Nagy's got to be – I don't know if he's just trolling at this point. He's got to be, right? I think I think the thing is like he doesn't want to look like his system is trash, so mm-hmm. he's like trying to make it seem like it's the quarterback's fault. But maybe you just don't know how to coach. Good systems can have any quarterback, and good quarterbacks can play in any system. That's exactly. how it works. Exactly. Justin Fields is. I thought Justin Fields was the best quarterback in this class. Mm-hmm. I thought I didn't think I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that good. I think Trevor Lawrence will be. I think he'll be solid, but I put him in that. I don't even want to say Matt Stafford, but like that range where it's like, he's always going to be top 15, never going to be top five. Never going to have a yeah. big playoff moment. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what I think. And speaking of playoff moments, the Rams look nasty. The Rams look good. Yeah. Disgusting. They look good. So we'll, maybe we'll break it down completely after next week. So it's kind of the quarter mark of the season, even though there's 17 games now, shout out to the NFL for, I hate that. I hate it's that. It's so stupid. dumb. It's so stupid. Like nine, like nine, seven. I mean, nine and seven, like, you know, used to be, you know, like the line, like whether mm-hmm. you're a good team or not is above nine and seven. Now it's like nine and eight. Mm-hmm. That gross, that just sounds gross. I have OCD. I like even numbers. This yeah. Is terrible. You had, you had so many choices and that's what you went with. But mm-hmm. any, anywho, that's the NFL. I think we do need to talk a little bit. Are you a Colin Cowherd guy? I am a Cowherd guy. I like, I like I Cowherd him. a lot. He's 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 hit or miss. He he says some shit where you just, it's indefensible. But this week I forget the woman's name on his show. Who's the woman the the producer with him? I don't well, remember her uh, name. Joy Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was gonna say. Okay, cool. I know Did you see what she said about Carson Wentz? No, what she said. It might have been the funniest thing I've ever heard. So you know Carson Wentz not didn't get the vaccine. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he sprained his ankles and in a press conference, they were just cutting to a clip of the press conference. And he said, they said, Oh, well, how are you going to make your decision on whether or not you play? And he said, well, we're going to, you know, listen to the doctors, listen to what they want me to do and just kind of take it easy and go from there. They cut and then off the cold, she just says, Oh, now you're going to listen to doctors. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny (laughs) because, and then he just started cracking up and then, you know, you don't like to name drop, but that was hilarious. I thought that was so good. Oh, you have to, I mean, like, you know, that kind of that's a great segue into like our whole anti-vax discussion in the NBA. But like, you know, these players are literally risking everything just because like yeah. these awesome cool YouTube videos. Yeah, it's it's crazy what what is happening right now. I mean, Kyrie Irving's at the at the forefront of it, which is how you know it's a load of horseshit. Because <laughs> Kyrie Irving is just 
I mean, a waste of talent. I mean, not not a waste of talent. I don't think that's right, but how good that guy is. I love watching him play basketball. He, he's so good. He's I, don't so understand, I don't understand why the last – I mean, was he a problem in Cleveland before LeBron got there? Um, They were just so irrelevant. I don't think anything ever really came up. Yeah. He was also, like, very young. So, you know, he hadn't really, like, experienced a lot of success yet. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he had an ego, but, like, he probably mm-hmm. hadn't, like, delved that deep into, uh, you know. The psychosis. The, uh, the annals of uh, dark web shit. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think he, I think recently, a few years ago, that what sparked his whole, like, you know, spiritual thing is, I think he, like, on, like, a spiritual journey to, like, rediscover his Native American roots, and that's what started everything. And now he's, like, 8chan, you know, yeah. in the web. Now the earth is flat. That's how it all happened. Yeah, exactly. But, so yeah, for those of you who don't know, the NBA passed, it, it basically said that if cities or states or municipalities, whatever, mandate that you can't play if you're not vaccinated, then you can't play. So this is becoming an issue in cities where they have that mandate. If a player's not vaccinated, they can't play 41 games. You know, if you're if you're in the central division and say you can't play games in Chicago, New York, and LA and the Bay Area, you're missing 10, 12 probably. Exactly. Right. But if you can't play in 41 games, I mean that's a lot. And so it's what Jonathan Isaac, Andrew Wiggins, Kyrie, there's a, probably a few more. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it at this point other than just being selfish completely selfish absolutely because you're not only you know you can even getting past the whole the whole argument about public public safety and public health (laughs) from the fact of there's something you could do that would allow you to help your team win and you're saying no that in itself is selfish Exactly. If we, even if we didn't consider you a human and a member of society, let, and we just thought of you just as an athlete mm-hmm. who's trying to win games, like you're still failing at that. Yeah. We're not doing whatever you can to help your team win, which is allegedly what you're supposed to do when you're making yeah. $40 million, like Andrew Wiggins and like Kyrie Irving and, you know, Jonathan Isaac, who's set to make, you know, a max contract whenever he's up. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty good player. And these guys are just doing everything they can to like make sure that their team is hampered and that they're not going to succeed to their full ability. And it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And I just love the people do your own research. There's people who, people who spent their whole life doing research. So I don't have to, Exactly. And I can, I can read that and make a decision and people, the it's the, the age old, just, I don't even know the word, I guess the cliches, the, well, you'll know when it happens and, you know, do your own research and, if, if, if you heard the stories I heard and no one talks about the bad things that happened with the vaccine, this is nothing fucking bad happens. I heard an interesting take on it where someone was saying that the fact that there are so few adverse reactions is actually interesting because they use the example. If you gave 250 million people shellfish, mm-hmm. more people would end up in the hospital from shellfish than they would the vaccine. If you gave 250 million people, you know, dairy, you'd have more people with issues than with the vaccine. And it's just, I, I just hate it. It's, it's getting to a point where in it's the hypocrisy is so loud. Cause it's the same people who yell at Colin Kaepernick for taking politics out of sports. And they're like, Oh yeah, let's just put politics right in the middle of it now. Exactly. And you know, you say that it, it, I just don't, I mean, maybe it's five head by Kyrie and he's figuring out how to load manage. But other than that, like, I don't really know what the other explanation would be because this man, one, he's going to live on the road. Cause I assume he's not going to be able to go to practice either. Right. So he's not going to, I'm wondering, I don't think these players can practice. Cause I think the whole thing is like, I mean, at least, you know, as a guy who lives in San Francisco, if I, even, I went to go eat sushi the other night, I had to show proof vaccination before they let me in the door and serve me a spicy tuna roll. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I can't imagine that the city's okay with like Andrew Wiggins rolling in unvaccinated with a bunch of vaccinated people just like hooping for practice. Yeah. There's no way. And it's, yeah, I mean, I just, there's so many things that so many real problems that we could be facing with this. And 
so many real people we could be helping and this is what the talk is about and it just really yeah. bugs me how do you but, feel about the argument that maybe we maybe we're giving too loud too big of a microphone to the people who aren't getting it and we should be asking people like who got it why they got it you know what i'm saying like you know like i mean damian lillard had a pretty good a uh, pretty good spiel on yeah because someone actually thought to ask him so maybe like you know how do you feel about the idea that like maybe we're focusing on the wrong things about this because you know are we, are we promoting their ideas as opposed to embarrassing them publicly by t- discussing it so much is my question i don't think it i don't know if it'd make a difference i mean i'm all for trying something something else but i don't think it would really make a difference in terms of the overall i don't think I don't think anyone else is getting vaccinated that hasn't yet. If that makes right. sense. Like obviously that's not true. People are going to keep getting vaccinated, but remember the whole thing. Oh, it's not FDA approved. No one got it once it was actually FDA approved. Exactly. Same, same people. It's pretty much like, unless they have to get it to work and live and make money, mm-hmm. then they're not going to get it. And the people who don't, it, it's, uh, was it Bradley Beal was talking about it. He said, yeah, I just lost my, sense of smell and couldn't taste anything for a while. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking world-class athlete. Exactly. Like you're, you're in the top, what, probably 0.05% of people in the world. Exactly. And that's what happened to you. What if it's like old ass grandma got it from well, it's not only that people say like, Oh yeah, all that happened was I lost my sense of smell and taste. Like that's not two of your sick five senses that you use all the time. Yeah, right. Like, like that's normal. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Sorry. I just couldn't see or hear. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> It's not bad. You know, I just couldn't walk or pick things up for. Yeah. So it's just crazy to me that it's like, oh, yeah, that's all that happened. It's, it's, you know, a lot of it. And I'm not, you know, I guess we're getting political for talking about this, but a lot of it comes from like Trumpers. A lot of it comes from that sort of, oh, I'm going to believe what I want to believe, not what the media tells me, which there is some truth to that. You should do your own research. You shouldn't just blindly believe what CBS or Fox or ABC or MSNBC, whatever tells you, you should come up with your own opinions. But I mean, it's just so funny because a teacher tells you to learn this so you can get this grade and you do it. A doctor tells you to work out so you can live longer and you do it. And there's just so many things that, are just a given in society. That's like, Oh yeah, my phone's that dead. Yeah. Like my phone's dead. So I need to charge it for it to go back on. Someone's like, no, actually, I don't, I don't believe that. You know, maybe, maybe there's another way. Maybe I'm going to put it in the sun. Maybe that'll work. And exactly. it's like, what? Rice. Yeah. Rice. <laughs> it's just such an idiotic thing to just not trust something that's proven. Mm-hmm. And I had some respect at the beginning for people who were saying, I want to wait six months. I want to see. And, you know, for me, I just, I got it because I kind of saw this, where this was going and it's real hard to live your life if you're not vaccinated now. Oh yeah. And so I get it, but I mean, I just bought an Airbnb, not a big flex. We're going to Pebble beach over, over, uh, Thanksgiving oh, should be fun. Oh shit. Um, of course. No, of course not. I'm, I'm white. I'm not that white, but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going, going with a, going with a friend. So should be fun. But yeah, we had to show proof of vaccination to get that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, they didn't even have the option through Airbnb. So the lady texted me, was like, Hey, are you guys vaccinated? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. she was like, can you send them? So I had to get uh, my friends and we, I had to send hers and mine mm-hmm. to her and be like, yeah, see, she's like, okay. But it's just, that's, that's what's happening and that's, what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, you're over under, I guess. Do you think over under what one player actually missing half their team's games? Do you really think someone's going to miss 41 games? Man, that is a, such a good question because Kyrie, he'll just retire. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. He'll just yeah. fucking retire. He'll go try and play hockey or something. Or I, he might just become like a life coach or some shit. Yeah, just I like mean, an Instagram life coach. That's probably his next, uh, his next venture. But. <laughs> In terms of Andrew, you know, because really the guys who are like the most prominent, like this is actually a problem for Bradley Beal in Washington, D.C. Because, you know, I'm assuming only the big cities are going to, you know. Yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins in San Francisco. I haven't heard anyone in L.A., have I? Um, no. So it came out that the Lakers are going to be 100% vaccinated and LeBron is, in fact, vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Even though he did express some hesitancy today in his press conference, but he still said they got it. And I was like, God damn it, LeBron. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. said that you got it. 
LeBron yeah. is so good at making everything about him. He's so great at it. It's, I got to give him credit for it. It's, 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 yeah. At this point, it's, it's obviously on purpose and also like kind of impressive. Exactly. So, so yeah, mean, good for him. Good for the Lakers. Yeah. Because yeah, well, it's vaccinated. I mean, could you imagine? Cause like, what isn't Josh Allen not vaccinated? Yeah. I don't think Josh Allen is Carson Wentz. Uh, like, could you imagine if they got to the Super Bowl and Josh Allen couldn't play? Oh, that would be in LA. You're yeah. Right. Oh, that's deep. That would be yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, because I just got to LA uh, or at least the LA area a couple yesterday, and I was looking saw the news today. They're considering having that mandate, the same one that yeah. San Francisco has. So, just could you imagine being the NFL for like three years? You were fighting people, right wingers, who were concerned about you know BLM and Colin Kaepernick and Blue Lives Matter and all that, and then now you're fighting the same exact people on a completely different side where they're saying, no, the government can't be in our stuff and we don't want politics here. And like, what do you do if you're you're them? Because it's just, I I don't know what to do. I I don't know what to do. At a certain point, yeah, at a certain point, like, you know, this isn't even like a political thing like that sector of society. They're just contrarians. No matter what, they're going to try and, you know, go against the grain because for some reason it makes them feel yeah, like some type of elevated intellect, and it's like, oh man, you're so fucking smart for denying mm-hmm. thousands of years of science. Well, <laughs> and- like asking questions is healthy, but asking questions it's it's not asking a question if you already know the answer. They're asking in bad faith, mm-hmm. and bad faith questions are not good. Yeah, the that was one of the things also that I can tell in this school. One of my professors said that was interesting to me when we were picking research, it doesn't matter, but he said, he said, it's not a question if you're not genuinely interested in the answer. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought about that. And I ask a lot of questions that I don't really care enough about to research. And I'm like, if someone tells me that'd be nice, but like, I don't really care. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, I don't know what else we could really talk about. I, I mean, the word that comes to mind is selfish. Um, I do have to kind of going off this, I have to tell a story about travel and that'll, it'll go well into our, into our draft today. But yeah. So again, your podcast, follow us, your podcast, underscore OG. We're going to keep asking. We want to know what you want to talk about. Listen to this This is episode, what, four, five ish. I don't know. So four, baby, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Episode four. Who's, who's a famous number four. Oh, um, why am I blanking? There's not been a lot of number fours. I mean, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of Kyle McLaren. He's on the Sharks, or he was. He's a good number four. That's a good one. No, I think Bobby Orr was number four actually. Mm. But there's got to be someone who's the Yankees probably retired number four. But anyways, um, God, this is bothering me. I'm gonna have to look that up at some point. But I gotta tell a story because when we started talking about traveling. <laughs> It was just this one story that I absolutely love. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, the guy, his name's Lewis. He's my guy. He uh, was the man who I was talking about that split up that fight that ended up on world star at oh. the rap show. And he's, he lives in San Francisco actually was. So if it would maybe, maybe we'll do a live show with him, but he's uh he's quite the dude. And we flew to Florida together to do the bowl game for San Jose state in 2015, the cure bowl played Georgia state took the dub, not a big deal. And that was Tyler Irvin, Tyler Irvin's time to shine that game. And uh, (laughs) we go to the airport. So we had a flight at seven 30 boarded 8. AM took off. I think layover in Dallas, maybe. And we, so we had to get there and we had to check three or four big, huge things of radio gear. We had to get there early. I think we had to be at the airport at six fifteen or six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we overslept. We were late. We got, we get to the airport at like seven and our flight leaves at eight and we still have to check all this bag. We still have to do everything. So I'm telling the much abridged version, but it was one of the funniest and most, most uncomfortable things I've ever experienced. We get through security. Also shout out to people in security. It was the one time I was ever like, I need to cut everybody in line to get to my flight. Everybody let me go. Everyone like saw the panic and was like, yeah, go, you're fine. Yeah. And you know, the state of California paid for the flight. So if I was missing it, I, that was coming out of my pocket. There's no way I was getting more money from them. Exactly. So yeah, we get to the front, we go through security and <laughs> I'm through, I have everything. I'm putting my shoes on. I look at Lewis and he walks around 
the the x-ray machine and i'm like lewis what are you doing and then he's like no no i can't go through the x-ray machine oh. i was like i was like what <laughs> and this man and by the way it's like 7 35 our flight is boarding and you know we don't have we don't have a long ride but like we gotta go and <laughs> he goes the straight face he goes yeah dude i read a blog it scrambles your dna I was like, no, it doesn't, Lewis. And this is, if you know Lewis, he's just a troll. Like, it, it's right. he's just the, the joke. But uh, I'm like, no, it doesn't. Go through it. He's like, no, dude, I'm not doing it. It's fine. They search you. It's no problem. I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> the this guy comes over to him, huge dude, probably 350, 400. And he goes, all right. He's like, I'm going to have to search you. He's like, why didn't you want to go through the metal detector? And Lewis just goes, oh, I wanted to have kids. And I'm like, this motherfucker, what are you talking about? And I'm like putting my shoes on, trying to like not be a part of this, like as much as I can. Yeah. And then probably the most forgotten thing of this whole trip was that this guy comes up to me and goes, I had a KSJS shirt on. He goes, oh, you're part of KSJS? I was like, yeah, we're flying out to do the game. He's like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, I used to be the president. I'm like, of KSJS? He's like, no, of San Jose State. I was like, oh. oh, and I looked him up. He was president for like 10 years or for like six or seven years in the mid 2000s. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. And then I looked back and saw Lewis getting searched. I'm like, thank God he didn't see that whole thing, but <laughs> he goes and Lewis is standing there with like his hands behind his head. And this guy's like, all right, I'm going to go up like, you know, the inside of your pant leg. And Lewis is like, okay, keep going. And I'm just like, oh Lewis, God. stop. And then he goes and he's like, all right, I'm going inside, like the inside of your belt line. He's like, yeah, you're doing great. And I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> and we, we ended up, we ended up having to run. We got, we last three or four people on our flight. We sat on opposite sides of the plane. Oh my God. But that was quite the story. I'll, I'll never forget that. I bring it up to almost everyone I meet. Cause it's just such an absurd story. And yeah. so I figured now it has to be shared here. And then the rest of that trip was also crazy, but we'll get into that another day. Um, we ended up having to walk three miles. It was a whole thing. That, but, well, now I feel obligated, you know, share it. Let's go. Let's get part. it. So uh, it was my first time traveling internationally. I was leaving um, the summer of 2019 for an internship in Europe. And, you know, I had never really traveled internationally before. So I, you know, did didn't really know all the things that go into it. <laughs> so basically, I didn't know you had to get there so fucking early. So I got, you know, I'm driving all the way to LAX from my house. I live about an hour away. My mom had just fractured her back. Literally was in a back brace in the front seat. And I'm zooming to make it there on time. I'm fucking going. She's screaming at me. Da, 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 da. And then, like, I go to, like, check in my bag. And um, I saw, like, you know, just, you know, probably the most beautiful girl I've seen in my life in, in the front of me. I was like, wow you know stunning great yeah you know didn't think about it didn't register it i get to the front check my bag and then because i didn't have a return flight i was going to travel around after and they said oh you got to buy a return flight now otherwise you can't board your flight i was like so you tell me how to go right now and buy a flight in order to get on my flight and they're like yes yeah. yeah. so i had to drop eleven hundred dollars right there on a flight just so i can get on my first flight <laughs> and then my dumbass, you know just i'm such a genius i just thought it was a great idea to just eat a whole fucking edible before I got on the plane. Oh, yeah. It's a 12-hour okay. hour, 12 hour flight from L.A. to Milan. You know, I got to fucking, I got to be high for that, right? You know, great idea. Terrible idea. Yeah. Um, as soon as I got on the plane, I realized, like, oh, like, the Europeans have a different charging port, so I can't charge my phone. <laughs> and then I couldn't get onto the Wi-Fi, and then my phone started, like, dying, and I started freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, I'm out here with yeah, no phone, yeah. with no fucking anything. And then I just start having like a straight panic attack. So I'm so faded off this edible. And yeah. I go to the bathroom and I just start yakking in the bathroom and they had to give me like <laughs> fucking doctors and shit. And they had like force feed me Ambien. And I woke up and I fucking, <laughs> I had to get on a connecting flight to get to my final destination. I get there and obviously I don't have an international phone charger. And I have like 1% left and I call an Uber, my phone dies. Yeah. And then I'm just in the Milan airport, just hoping that, you know, a fucking Uber shows up and they kick me out of the airport because it closed at 11. So I'm just <laughs> standing out there by myself, phone dead in Europe, never been in Europe before, hoping that an Uber comes and picks me up. And then like 40 minutes later, some guy just pulled up in a black car. I was like, wisdom, 
I was like, he's either going to kill me or he's going to drop me off at my yeah. Airbnb. So we'll see. Get it. So I hopped in and he dropped me off and I fucking made it. So You're here now. That was my now. first international flight. Yeah. the All of those things are why I don't like traveling. I, I don't, I don't do well with not knowing how a night ends. I don't do well with, uh, with in uncertainty. So that's why a lot of my list is around that. But yeah, the traveling is fun. My, my only farm, I traveled to Australia, but we saw a solar eclipse when I was in high school and it that's was nice. the, the coolest thing I've ever done by a mile. It was yeah. so fucking awesome. But if you ever have a chance, there's one in Kansas in like 2023 or something go. It's absolutely worth it. But hey, yeah, I like it. I like Kansas. It's a nice place. Yeah. I mean, they got the Jayhawks and that's it. I've been there, but um, <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead. We're going to draft this week. We're going to talk and this one will be a little bit, a little bit more free flowing. I think we're going to talk about the things, the worst parts of traveling, the absolute worst parts of traveling. Uh, it can be a lot of different things. We've kind of done this with airports. We did it right. And we've drafted other things and talked about the most annoying, whatever. So this is the worst parts of traveling. I wrote down seven and we'll just, we'll, we'll see what we got, but uh, you want to start us off with, cause you're, you're fresh off travel. What was the worst part of that? Absolutely. So, you know, when approaching this list, I really went after like, what are like the things that happen when I travel that I loathe? Yeah. Not necessarily like the worst case scenarios, but like the things that are always going to happen. Number one, first and foremost, is fucking boarding. I hate boarding the airplane because nobody knows how to like share cabin space. So I guess like people forget how to act. They forget how to act. Exactly. So I guess to be more poignant, like boarding and trying to use overhead cabin space because like some people like fucking like take a whole cabin up for like these little bags and i'm like bro you could have just put this one under your seat so now yeah. i gotta ask him to put it under the seat then they get all offended and i'm like yeah, well yeah. you should be offended because it's your fault but whatever yeah. so i'm gonna go with trying to use overhead cabin space you know? yeah well and it's it's almost worse too because you're the asshole when you're the one trying to do it right exactly. like you're it's just like what are we what are we doing here but mine mine first one 100 percent the first day back doing whatever you're doing after traveling oh god it almost makes me not want to travel when you come back to work and you're like oh yeah remember how i was excited to go here for three months now that's over so that's like i should just fucking stay here because now like that was so much worse Mm -hmm. yeah i got a taste of what it could be like if i was a billionaire (laughs) and then now i want that all the time exactly so it's a great second pick yeah that's 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 tough and it's almost similar to the first day back from like winter break for school mm-hmm. when you looked forward to something for so long and then all of a sudden it's over. Yeah, so, that's, great. that's fucking yeah. cool. Like I have life after that. Yeah. Like there's a life after Christmas break. What the fuck? Yeah. Cool guys. Thanks. But that's, that's, that's my number one first day back at work from traveling. That's a, that's a great number one. Number two, I'm probably going to have to go. It's my favorite part about traveling, but it's also one of the things that I hate the price of airport beers. Oh yeah. I love having an airport beer, but the price of them is bullshit. Yeah. Why am I paying $15 for Lagunitas? Mm -hmm. I got, I got a 12 pack at the crib for 10 bucks. No, I'm with you. It's it's that the exorbitant price stuff. I've never been a fan of like bottle service. And I'm just like, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's like the, it's the, the, why can't I think of the word I'm thinking of? It's just like the bougie side of it. It's for the status. And it's, I just so don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, we could get a bottle at home for $10. (laughs) Like, what are we not telling you doing for 50 bucks? What are we doing? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to pay $7,000 for a bottle of champagne at the club. Like they sell that shit for $10. You can literally go to this, yeah, at this is liquor store and just get it there. But that that would be that's a good one too. The airport beers, just airport anything. And for me, so I've I've been pretty open about anxiety and my mental health stuff. My anxiety flying planes is probably the worst it ever gets. And what's funny is the second I'm in the air, perfect. I'm fine landing. I'm fine landing until, you know, when you're sitting in your seat and then they all of a sudden they accelerate and you push back until that happens. I'm wrecked. My heart beats, my heart beats 140. I'm like, it's like I'm running a marathon. 
until that happens go wrong like all the moving variables yeah well i mean it's pretty smart of me too because everything that can go wrong goes wrong right at the beginning so once you're once you're up out of the way the way of the birds you don't have you know the flight hudson type situation going on then hopefully you're good but yeah that that's the only part of flying that scares me and so i depending on the type of flight if it's like an assigned seat i will wait until the very last boarding group and run on because it's that, just like, see, I like that. I like yeah. to do that. Everybody likes to get on first. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if it's a sign, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to let everybody else settle in and I'll slip in at the last moment in my well, seat. And it's oh, like the yeah. worst, the worst part about flying. Cause we're now I have to fly six hours to get home. Right. Cause I'm in Connecticut. So I have to fly to get home. The worst part about that by a mile, by a mile is that you're sitting for six hours, right. Having to sit for six hours. And then all these people are like, Oh yeah. I'm going to sit for 45 more minutes before we take off. Why <laughs> walk around, grab some yeah. water, do something. Yeah. Get some food, bring it in, you know, try and like stretch a little bit. Cause it's going to be a long ride. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so that's a good one. My number two is transportation in a different city or country. Mm. It's, it's equal parts fun and not fun, but cause I'm always like a simplicity person. I would way rather, spend $70 on an Uber than not know how public transportation is getting me there. Exactly. So I always end up spending way too much money, but like I was in New York with uh, my friend a few weeks ago. And that was, you know, we ended up taking the subway and we ended up doing all that. We didn't have anywhere we needed to be right away. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was awesome because you're like, wow, I just got all the way across Manhattan in seven minutes. But other than that, it is, I don't like, like your story about just waiting to see if that Uber showed up. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I couldn't do that. <laughs> like that, that, yeah. It's like when I flew out here, I had to, where I live, the one bad part about where I live is I'm basically an hour and a half from any airport. Mm-hmm. And that's too far for a cheap shuttle. Shuttles are like $200 Jeez. and the Ubers are about the same. So if I'm going to do that, I'd rather do one that I know is going to be there long-term parking is expensive. So it's, it's really just pick your poison. But if you fly in the middle of the day, you can get there with public transportation pretty easy. Right. There's something called train to plane or something where you can go straight into JFK airport, but that's like a thing. And so I'm flying out at seven or 8 AM when I come oh, back, got to get super early on the train. Well, the train, it doesn't work where, where I'm oh. from, where I live here, I can't do it. So I'm just driving, but I found some, some parking for like six fifty a day. So I'm just going to do that. It's like 80 bucks. So I'll take yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's my number two. Just kind of generally transportation, I think sucks when you're, when you're, when you're not used to it. Exactly. Um, I would say number three for me, worst part about traveling part that I anticipate the least is definitely like getting to your, like getting to your staying quarters after the flight. Yeah, like that, like that journey to get to your air, your hotel, Airbnb, whatever. After your flight, is so fucking draining. Yeah. By the time you get there, you're like, I'm not doing. Anything. Yeah. But then your mind is like, I can't waste the first day. This is the first day. I gotta do some shit. Yeah. So that was that's probably the worst part because there's the uncertainty. I gotta check in. I gotta make sure everything is straight. And then once you get there, you're like, fuck. I'm just gonna lay here. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, and so I'm just going to go right to my next one. Cause it's right. Like that feeling like you have to go a hundred miles an hour. The whole time is a bad part of traveling. Feeling like, Oh, I'm in Barcelona. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do all these Almost. things. It Almost. sucks. Like I get it. You're in Barcelona or you're in Australia and you don't want to do things, but the worst part, one of the worst parts of traveling is you wake up at 6am and you don't go to bed till midnight and you're doing all this stuff. And then you come back and so this More is kind of two. You come back and you need another vacation. You need to, you need to rest from your trip. And exactly. you know it's it's. I'm very much a fan of like okay, we're going to be there for eight days. Two days, we're just going to kick it. We're going to yeah. hang out around the city. We're not going to do any tours. We're not going to walk ten miles. Like we're just going to go to the cafe. We're going to get some food. We're going to hang out, and that's what we're going to do. Because it, yeah, you need those days, and those days are so much more important to me. Because I'm, you know, a weekend, I can do a one day weekend and be fine. If that one day I have absolutely nothing to do. If I'm just sitting at home and like, Oh, I want to go to the gym. Cool. I want to get some food. Cool. I can do those days. 
but I can't do, I absolutely can't do the other days where it's like, if I have two weekend days, even if it's like do laundry, get your oil change, go shopping, cook food. Even if it's that, I still feel like I didn't rest. You need a day. Yeah. You need some time. Yeah. You need a day to marinate. I completely feel that. Yeah. Um, that's honestly a great third one. It was, you might've, you might've poached me low key. That might've yeah. been on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, now we got audible, we got just draft strategy. Mm-hmm. That's why so I picked now, seven. I got exactly. exactly. So now I'm going to go actually a little bit. I'm going to make a little bit of a left turn here. We're talking about flights, trains, stuff like that. I'm, this is related to ground transportation, road trips. Mm-hmm. When you run out of things to listen to on a road trip, that's oh, it's awful. pretty shitty. Yeah. We're on awesome. podcasts or like the music starting to get old. And then you're like, great. It's just me in the road. This is fucking terrible. You know, yeah. the guy who makes the LA to San Francisco drive a lot. I hit those moments sometimes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in Kern County. Yeah. You know, God's country. Yeah. Corn and cows. Not a lot going I on. Listen to this podcast twice now. And I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And do you, and you, you ever like when you have that trip coming, you don't listen to your podcast for a few days? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I made that mistake. And I'm like, now I prepare ahead of time. Like, mm-hmm. don't fucking listen to that shit now. You're going to need it because mm-hmm. you do not want to be so bored. You just pull over at McDonald's and Bakersfield just to, like do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so with you. I, I do often. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, that's tough. I, I hit that when I was, I drove to Utah and back during COVID for a baseball tournament that I was coaching. I hit that to a point where I was like, where I was, I listened to a, a podcast that I definitely am not a fan of, mm-hmm. but Kevin Hart was on it. So I'm like, this will be interesting. And I listened to it and then I was done. I looked at my, my uh, GPS. I had an hour and 30 minutes left and there was nothing. I'm like, what am I going to do for exactly. the rest of this time? And then like, usually when that happens, you're always in a place with bad reception. So you can't like download another one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Great, this is fine. I usually go for a call. I just mm-hmm. try and cold call one of call my homies. <laughs> I haven't talked to in forever. Phone a friend. Yeah. I always yeah, do I it. That's always, that's always, always the move in that situation. Mm-hmm. Let's call the homie you haven't talked to in a minute. That, that's um, a I'm going to have to start doing that, honestly. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, me for my next one as a white kid, sunburns. Oh, you get a bad sunburn day one, it wrecks your trip, it wrecks it. I can't, I mean, I can't even, I, I wish I could empathize because I see my, my Caucasian friends experience so much pain with that. It is mm-hmm. it's horrible, yeah. And that's that's something that it you really kind of have to be an idiot for it to happen to you because if, if you've ever gotten a sunburn really bad. You know, it's almost like pulling a muscle because you didn't stretch. Like you bet your ass you're going to stretch now. <laughs> Once you pull a muscle for not stretching, exactly. You're going to b- apply that SPF 50. Yeah, I got I got hospitalized for a sunburn one time when I was in high school because I was a I was a lifeguard, and we you know Santa Cruz San Francisco weather. It was 55 degrees and cloudy when we went out at 9 a.m. By the time we were out, it was 93 at three, and I didn't put on any sunscreen the whole day. And yeah, that was bad. I ended up in the hospital. I had sun poisoning and it was real quick. I was only there for like 40 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe 50 minutes, but sun, that sun is strong. Sometimes that shit oh, yeah, fucked my life up for sure. Yeah. Then you can't sit down for like a week. You stick to everything. It's gross. But what, like, what does sun poisoning feel like? Not good. It feels like leather. It feels like your skin is too small for your body oh, is the, be- the best way I can describe it. Yeah. is almost like that feeling when you get out of water and you just want to like relax. You just want to relax. You, just, you don't know what you want to do because you're so <laughs> in it. It's like that is, is how I feel. And sun poisoning. Also, you feel sick. It's like the most dehydrated you could possibly be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, two out of 10, not fun, That's- but uh, it's, I would honestly. Mm. Yeah. I also had it when I was 17, 16. So it was a while ago. I don't really remember it. I was almost, I was almost 10 years ago. That's crazy. But that's so crazy to think about. I don't know that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. But uh, like the fact that we're closer to 2040 than 2000 still fucks me up. And it's been a year and a half. That's fucking terrifying. But anyways, yeah. Well, so that was, that is sunburns. That sucks. Yeah. Not a so, big fan. You know, 
I wish that my, you know, because I mean, the one you just gave is so fucking terrible. So I wish that mine was worse. So that way it wouldn't sound so weird with this juxtaposition next to it. Mm -hmm. But I hate eating at an overrated spot in a different city. You know, I have that. Spot. Yeah. I have that on mine too. Biggest. Yeah, you had that one? Yeah, you're like, oh, this is the shit that you're supposed to do when you come to, you know, Vegas or Miami or whatever. And then you eat there and you're like, wow, well, this is some fucking mid. Yeah. Just drop $60 on this meal. This is I shouldn't have done great. this. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, because it kind of like doesn't sour your taste on the city, mm -hmm. but it kind of like makes you question like, this is, this is you guys' shit, huh? What else do you guys like that's not that great? Yeah, for real. <laughs> you, you need a local. You need to have someone who can tell you where to go. Cause like my favorite in Vegas, we would always go when I went there with sports, we would always go to the wicked spoon. That was like our big meal. It's so good. So it, it's so good. And I mean, I still dream about that place low key, but <laughs> they, they just have everything. And then it's, it's a fantastic place, but same thing where you'll go to a bar random hole in the wall sometimes it's great sometimes it's terrible mm -hmm. so you just don't know you don't know which one you're getting and i think about it in santa cruz because in santa cruz i always say taquerias because i'm i'm you know i dream about mexican food out here it's bad and i'll be thinking about oh i want you know, you know how it is. There's taquerias where you get certain things where you go here for this, you go there for that. In Santa Cruz, there's one right next to where Spencer and I lived and it's, it's good, but it's neighborhood. It's not even, there's one a mile down the road. That's way better. There's one a mile and a half the other way. That's way better. There's one a mile and a half the other way. That's way better. So I was thinking if this guy just went to that one place, be like, Oh, Santa Cruz has trash Mexican food. And then, but you go to the other ones and you're like, no, just ask me where to go. And I will tell you where to go and it'll be better. But exactly. it just makes you wonder how many times you've done that where you've like walked into the wrong spot. Like yeah, hundred percent trying to find a place to eat while you're out of town. Yeah. I went to a Mexican restaurant the other day and all they had was white rice. I was like, what, what, <laughs> what they're like, rice. yeah, they're like, is white rice. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, do you have anything else? They're like, no. So like, why would you ask that? Obviously it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, that it, I'm with you on that. What I had on mine is not knowing whether or not to trust the food where you don't know whether or not something's good. You don't know whether or not you're going to like it. You don't know whether or not it's going to make you sick for me because I don't eat meat. I go with seafood a lot. Seafood's like my go-to out meal. And I almost without fail will not trust seafood from a restaurant unless I know it's good. Unless I know people who have eaten there. Yeah. Or if it's fried, I feel like if you fry it, it's like, yeah, it kills everything. Yeah. Fried catfish, comfort food. I had some this a couple weeks ago. There's a there's a barbecue place that's like a quarter mile from my house. It's in a barn. I was like, this has to be good. There's no way this isn't good. It's in a that, barn. That'd be terrible advertising if it was trash barbecue. In a yeah, barn. you're in a barn. How is this going to be bad? But yeah, it ended up being ended up being very good. So I love fried catfish. Fuck yeah, it's so good. Fried catfish yeah. is so good. Southern, um, Southern food, comfort food is just like it's so different. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. I went to this place in Charlotte when I lived there for the summer. I think mm -hmm. it's called Stacy Mays or something. It was some, you if know, you put like May at like, the end of any restaurant. I'm going to assume that your cornbread is unreal. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> they brought out a cornbread platter and oh. seven different kinds of cornbread. <laughs> and I went, I went with uh, my mom actually when she came out to visit. And yeah, I was like, yeah, we were like, yeah, can we have cornbread. They're like, oh, what kind? I was like cornbread what cornbread. do you mean <laughs> no we have we have a we have a platter i was like bring out the platter bring out the whole platter and yeah it was spicy one like this. yeah they had a, they had a jalapeno one they had they had one that was like thicker like the the mexican what's it called the uh Tres leches? no it's it's like a mexican sweet rice Oh, it's like that texture. No, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's like that texture yeah. though. But it's very good. And it was just all so good, but that was, that was a good spot. But yeah. And that's, and that it's, it's a double-edged sword too, because every once in a while you get the opposite reaction. You go to a place and you think it's not going to be good. And then all of a sudden it's the best meal you've had in your, your whole life. Exactly. Granted, you're usually drunk when that happens, but <laughs> it could still be, you know, no, no, whatever. <laughs> yeah. In that, in that moment, it was the best. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm that way with, with food at sporting events. Every once in a while, you get food at so sporting good. events that are so good. I went to Fenway 
And I was so disappointed. They had nothing. Fenway had no, yeah. I mean, they had like, ball, they had ballpark food, but you go to SF and SF has, they you know, they have garlic fries, they have crab. They have good, sandwiches. legitimately good food. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't have anything. I was like, you know, you're Fenway. I guess you can get away with it. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we got the big green wall. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Be happy. They didn't have, they didn't have cup holders. That's still the most absurd thing I've ever seen. So where I sat had no cup holders. So you just like hold your drink. Mm-hmm. You just stuck with your drink. I also sat next to who might've been the worst human on the face of the earth. I was listening. Cause you know, I'm there by myself. I went, I went solo. So I'm just, you know, whatever. And this, this, you know, 19 year old frat dude sits next to me now, mm-hmm. you know, frat dude or not, this dude was just insufferable. And right. he's talking to, it was him, a girl and, uh, a friend they're all talking about this trip they were going to take to costa rica over spring break so immediately i was like okay it's this kind of guy and yeah, exactly. you know not that that's bad do what you want if i had the money i would have done that too exactly. but you know a little a uh, little privilege yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> this kid this random guy comes up to us or not us i wasn't part of the group but came up to our, the group i was like oh hey and then everyone's like oh hey johnny whatever how you doing and they're talking, shooting the shit. And then all of a sudden they go, oh yeah, Johnny, how's your sobriety? And I was like, oh, okay. So this is serious. And he was like, he was like, oh, it's going good. He's like, I'm six months sober. And you know, it's been good. I had to fall, you know, really real inspirational shit coming out of Johnny's mouth. Right. And then Johnny leaves. The first thing this dude says is I give it another week. I was like, are you serious? And they were like, and he was like, yeah, we, we were thinking about kicking him out of our fraternity. And I didn't know he was in a fraternity till that point. I was like, this dude sucks. And and then he's, I'm like, and just so you know, I fully realized that I'm an absolute creep in this scenario because I'm like listening to all this dude's conversations. I'm reading his text messages. Like I'm fully just living this dude's life at this point. (laughs) And you know, he doesn't know. I mean, maybe if we blow up, he'll hear yeah, he'll, he'll hear about it one day, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> he's texting and the girl in the, the girl was going to Israel on a trip or she was going to Israel. I feel like this is on a herd from San Francisco type page, but uh, she was going to Israel and she started talking all this stuff about how it was so important to her spiritually and how it was so, and, you know, teach their own, whatever. And then he just texts his other buddy right next to him. This bitch is about to save Israel. I was like, what is this guy talking about? And it was just oh. so, so preposterous at that point yeah. that I was like, I got to get out of here, man. This, this, this is too much. To the middle of the fucking, you were in the shits. Yeah. I didn't even know. I don't even know what that was. It was either so rich. I didn't recognize it for what it was. Or just like, I don't know. But I also did probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. I still have one more pick, too. Probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. I showed up at 1 o'clock for a 4 o'clock game because I subtracted three hours thinking I was on the West Coast. That, abso- <laughs> that absolutely happened. You're like, I showed up. 1 p.m. Yeah. I showed up outside, and I'm like, no one's here. And then I looked, and they're like, yeah, it starts at 4. I was like, motherfucker. So I just killed three hours in Boston, which has... 11,000 colleges. Anyways, we're all over the place. So this is going to be my last one. See, we kind of, I kind of, we kind of already hit on all of them. The last one I'm going to do. Thank you. Fun is packing wrong, forgetting something, Oh, forgetting something crucial. So, so terrible. Like for me, it would be something as, you know, forgetting, not even something you could buy, forgetting like an Apple watch charger. That I would be so infuriated if that's what I forgot or forgetting, forgetting sunglasses. I've done that where you, then you have to buy a pair of sunglasses. Now you can't take any pictures the whole trip. Cause you just look stupid. You're like, and, you know, I got these fucking $5 sunglasses. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. It's almost, you have to, you almost have to go the little tiny, like super small ones. So yeah, everyone knows like, it's a joke. Everyone knows you're on vacation when you got the little ones, <laughs> <laughs> the Neo looking ones, but, but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's my fifth one. It's, it's happened to everyone. I feel like, and packing wrong is terrible. Or when you have shoes in there and they get creased when you put the shoes in the, when you, cause you don't want to wear your, your nice shoes on the plane. So you put them in there and then they get creased and then they're all wrecked. And that sucks. Cause you can't get those creases out. Cause they're in such an awkward spot. Usually same with hats. 
Hats will get bent in there. Yeah, because you don't want to wear a hat in the plane. It's a little too warm sometimes. Mm -hmm. You take it off. You don't want to forget it. But then you put the hat in the shit, and then you fucking lose it, and you're just Mm -hmm. pissed off. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm 100%. Do you have any honorable mentions before we run back the list? (sighs) Well, how about we run back the list, then go honorables? How about that? So so for me, I went uh, number one overall pick, trying to fight for overhead cabin space. Mm -hmm. Second, the absorbent price of airport beers. Three, getting to your hotel post-flight. Four, running out of things to listen to on a road trip. And five, eating out at an overrated spot in a new city. And yep. then Chad, you had number one overall, first day back from a trip, which is fucking terrible. That was probably the best pick of the whole draft. Number two, different cities' transportation systems. Um, number three, over planning, which is also a great pick. Sunburns, I cannot, I cannot <laughs> relate, but I have seen that pain. Oh, my pasty boys. I, I got I, you. Shout out to the pasty boys out there. Um, get that SPF going. And then number five, last overall, miss, um, I'm not going to call this Mr. Relevant because this is so fucking relevant. It's packing wrong. I forget. Mm-hmm. I tried to go, I tried to go relatable for mine. I feel like everyone's had in a situation with all of those where it's just you like, you, you get back into work and then all of a sudden you look at your watch. It's only nine 15. You're like, yeah, this, this fucking sucks. sucks. I yeah, do not want to call out. I'm calling yeah. out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mentions. There's, there's a lot I want to do about it. It sounds like we hate traveling. There, there are things. My favorite thing to do, honestly, is just sitting and people watching in oh, a new sure. place. It's so fun when yeah. you see people in. Seeing what people get excited about is also really interesting because I think we were both pretty blessed to grow up in big, bigger cities with a lot to do where people would come. And we also have an interesting, an interesting role in this is we're both kind of from tourist towns. At least Santa Cruz is a completely a tourist town. So growing up there you deal with a lot of tourists you deal with a lot of people who are traveling and you see people where you're like yeah you suck i don't like you at all so let's not be you when i go anywhere but yeah. and then uh going to college and living in vegas my god yeah. talk about a tourist town literally uh-huh. entirely tourists so you see like the whole spectrum of the human condition and you're like wow you guys all fucking suck <laughs> you guys are not great um but the things I do like, I like people watching. I, I like the food. The food is one of the most sort of intimate parts about a city in terms of that's, that's like a way you can really see the city is by eating, by eating at different places, whatever. But yeah, I would say the experience, I know that's a, it's kind of a broad thing, but traveling and thinking back about some of the places I've been and the experiences I've had and, with because with me it's sports teams and it's all arenas and it's all hotels and it's roadside casinos and it's hockey rinks and that's pretty much all i see when i travel or baseball stadiums or whatever but it's still the people you see there and the climate and the beer that they serve and just the overall vibe being different and experiencing that is my favorite part of traveling. It's just the fact that you almost forget. I always love when you go to sleep after like a long flight, you're like, yo, last time I woke up, I was in fucking Milan. That's crazy. No, that, that's, that's honestly a great part about traveling. That's a, that's a very introspective, you know, thing you pointed out, you know, experiencing a different culture. I would say my favorite part about traveling is like, just like when you're there, you like the realization that like the world is so big, you know, like you're in, like you said, you're seeing them pour beer you've never seen or like seeing them eat food you've never tasted. And you're like, damn, like there's so much other shit that happens outside of my little bubble mm-hmm. that like, you know, I'm just missing out on. And the fact that you see a guy working a roadside stand, you're like, this guy has probably worked here for 40 fucking years. Yeah, he's, he's probably like, never going to leave. He's probably going to be here the rest of his life. His kid's probably going to run this too. He's never going to go to Santa Cruz. He's never going to go to LA. He's going to be here. Mm. And I'm here for 15 minutes and he's probably seen 25,000 of me. And it it is realizing, you know, you can go to, isn't there what, 200 countries, 190 countries, however many countries there are. I I don't know. High 100s. Yeah. We don't, we don't do a lot of math on this podcast. It's not our thing, (laughs) but you can go to like 150 countries and be, you know, 70% of them. That's -hmm. crazy. That's like all, that's all Europe not going to. Right. Exactly. It is. It is big. I, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I'm just not that interested in travel anymore. I am, but the traveling I want to do, like I can not confidently say, I don't think I will ever book a trip to England. 
I don't care. I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever want to see the the Eiffel tower. Mm. I don't really care about that. I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Switzerland. I want to go see more like sites than I want to see, or that's the wrong way to put it. I want to see like landscapes more than I want to see. Oh, look at this statue. Look at, you know, exactly. But you want, you want like you want scenic shit. You you're trying to see like mm-hmm. crazy like topography. Yeah, like my friend, he I worked at Papa John's for a while. We'll get into stories about that sometime. Wild oh, place to get, work. We got to talk about our our uh, fast food working experiences because I also yeah. fast food. So where'd you work? Popeyes. I was a cook. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Popeyes is yeah. my favorite fast food place. So I got you. It's an amazing. It's an amazing food place. The one that I worked at was disgusting. But yes. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all disgusting. It's fast food. No, of course, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, we were just shooting the shit. We haven't talked to each other in a few weeks. So of course, this is going to be a long episode. Yeah. Um, thank you all for sticking out with us. Glad uh, you guys waited it out. You know, you, you had to let us get the chemistry back. You know, it's been mm-hmm. too long, my friend. And again, always, always, always thank you for listening. Follow us on social media. Your podcast underscore OG on Instagram, on Twitter. We're going to get big here. We're going to keep on doing this. We want to hear what you want to say, what you want us to say. You want us to talk about geopolitics? We got you. We got you. Okay. I've been watching West Wing, so I'm really good about my 2000s. There we go. Favorite show of all time. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Great show. I'm I'm down to watch it. We should do like a show review on it. I'm down. I mean, I I can tell it's it's bad because I'm doing this rewatch where they took it off Netflix in December and I haven't seen it since and I'm rewatching it and an episode title pops up. I can tell you everything that happens in the episode. I've probably seen that show like six or seven times. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Shibboleth. Yep. That's, that's when great juxtaposition. Talk about it for someone who knows it well versus. Yeah, first time. absolutely. Absolutely. We got to do that. We got to do, I know we have a couple of interviews coming up that I haven't even told you about yet, Wiz, but we're getting a couple of guys on here. So it should be fun. We're going to have a Jersey debate soon. I got one of my boys coming on for that. It should be fun guys. Uh, as I said, follow us. I'm Chad. That's Wiz. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take it easy, people.